Welcome, welcome to the IRBN presentation of the RC Report. RC Report is going to be me doing uh, interviews with various members of IB Sports and other people I find on Twitter and on the internet that I find interesting. Today I'm joined by my brother Corey Carlton and we are going to discuss Mayweather Pacquiao and the NBA playoffs. How are you today, Corey? Doing good, man. Doing good. All right. When the fight ended, your initial response to the fight was what? Typical. I mean, it's kind of exactly what I thought would happen. I mean, it's a typical Floyd fight. Before the fight, I said I thought it'd be 8-4 Floyd and Floyd would take over from a sixth round down. I thought Floyd would walk him down a little bit more than he did. But I think he saw Pacquiao not being aggressive and just kind of coasted, hot-shotted, and did what he did. I mean, it's a typical Floyd fight. I was did think Pacquiao would be more active the first six rounds, um, but the result, the dominating fashion, none of that surprises me. I mean, Floyd's just a better fighter. And I, I, going into that fight, I don't understand how people wouldn't assume Floyd's a much better fighter at this point. Yeah, it, it was tough to... It was just the the desire to have Floyd lose, which I had, but the desire versus the reality of it, if you really watch boxing or if you go back, me, catch up. Well, I mean, I watched all their fights, but to really catch up and study it, and you're like, okay, well, this is going to be very difficult. And Manny didn't fight the kind of fight that he needed to fight to win, which is the most frustrating aspect for me. He did it, and I, and I think it – well, I think it's two things. I, I think, one, I, Roach has never put together a really good, solid game plan against Mayweather, and he's, he's fought him a couple times. And I, I, didn't really, I haven't seen a solid game plan from Roach yet. And I think the underestimated um, thing or the, people, the thing that people want taking into account is Floyd's a pretty dirty fighter. Um, people think the Greek <laughs> will rough him up, but he's pretty dirty. He will put elbows in your throat. He will hold you like... You're not roughing him up unless you're a lot bigger than him. Um, so yeah. Manny's bigger than him, so it's going to be tough to rough him up. He's going to have to pot shot him, catch him on the ropes. Like it just wasn't a. It, it's not a very easy fight for Manny, man. And and I I don't think people understand how hard it is to beat someone that's bigger than you, um, has a reach on you, and is just a better boxer than you. Like that's really bad combination for anyone. Yeah, he definitely is with Manny's lack of scientific skill from wrestling, but just boxing skill. Manny's a brawler, so he just he didn't even he would have to be two different fighters, and that's why I said on the podcast with Allen, he would have to be the Manny that's aggressive like that, but still the Manny that doesn't exist that is very tactical, and that kind of fighter doesn't exist uh, usually in any two people, any one person, but definitely not Manny. What have you thought of all the aftermath, Manny's shoulder injury, the possible rematch, all that stuff? Man, you know how I feel about Bob Arum. Um, a rematch would be a money grab at this point. I, I said before the fight, I thought that Amir Khan is a tougher fight for Floyd. I still think that Amir has better um, speed, better pop. I mean, well, not better speed, but he has better speed than Floyd, um, and he has good power too. Amir Khan, only thing that's wrong with him is his chin, and Floyd ain't really knocking people out. Um, he still wouldn't beat him, but I think it would be a more entertaining fight and a better fight. He would have heart about it. Um, I mean, the aftermath, man, people are giving this man, you know how I hate passes. And I don't even hate Manny. I feel bad for Manny at this point. I don't even think it's his fault, to be honest. But, well, some of it. People are giving this man such a pass. Can you imagine if Adrian Broner acted like Manny did and what the backlash would be? 
Manny came to the ring with Jimmy Kimmel, taking the selfies, and then laughed his way to a $120 million payday with showing no heart whatsoever. And then afterwards, they bring up an injury that they didn't disclose to Nevada commission beforehand. It's just like, man, you're really going to talk about an injury after a fight? Like, who does that, man? Like, I don't know. It's, it's just yeah, clownish it to me. Much. It's clownish to me. I will, Go ahead. Um, the big thing about the fight that people have taken away is that it wasn't as entertaining. A lot of people have criticized Floyd, and I'll state my opinion, and then you can state yours, which I think I know it's going to be. And kind of Alan's been touching on it. I think it is valid to – if you went in there expecting Floyd to be a different fighter, that was stupid. But to see the kind of hype and what you wanted from this thing that was supposed to be the fight of the century, even for me to some degree, it was disappointing because a lot of because of Manny, but also Floyd has never been an entertaining fighter. And it's not that, and people like Allen will say, hey, well, this is just boxing. That's not how everybody boxes. Floyd is unique. And his defensive skill, similar to, but better, a UVA or a, a ball control uh, uh, team that has a really good defense. This, it, he is not, and he has never been, an entertaining fighter. Now, I was more disappointing with Manny, but Floyd's, I do think, as a prize fighter, as the number one guy, Floyd is not entertaining. And that's not the standard that boxing has been throughout history. Uh, no, nah, he's not an entertaining fighter. Don't don't get wrong, but neither was Lennox Lewis. I mean, and there was no issue for people who sign up to watch him fight Tyson. Tyson just wasn't a punk like Manny. <laughs> I, mean, well, Lewis, I mean, yeah, I mean that's the truth. Everyone, I mean, Lennox just people were a, disappointed with the fight. I mean, Lennox took him apart. I mean, he's still more aggressive. He wasn't a defensive fighter. Yeah, I mean, like like uh, me, like Floyd is. No, no, I mean, but he stayed behind his jab a lot. It's not impressive. It's not. It wasn't like entertaining style. I mean, it was nasty. Yeah, more, more. No. So, and I mean, he just other fighters like Floyd. Here's my here's my deal. Floyd is not Floyd even for his defensive mastery, and I love the pure sport and I love boxing. Floyd is still not entertaining. There are things, that, and I've mentioned this. Floyd's kind of a dirty fighter. I already said this earlier. There are things about Floyd that I I don't like. Him watching him in the ring. I mean, he's the best defensive fighter I've ever seen, including Sweet Pea, who had no offense. But there are things I don't like. I don't like the excessive holding. holding. I don't like the holding the head down. And that that's that's the parts I don't. I wish he would have walked Manny down more, like because he has the capability to do that, and he did that against Canelo. And I was looking to see more of that. That's the Floyd I truly enjoy. But can I blame him for not walking down a dude that's already waved the white flag and um, that's dangerous puncher and has knockout power? Can I blame him for that and getting the W? No. I'm not, not especially not at 38 years old with a legacy kind of cemented already. If he had knocked Manny out, there wouldn't be much more praise for him. People would have still said Manny's old. That's the only reason you knocked him out. So from his standpoint, why risk it? I mean, yeah. if I'm not risking it, but am I, was I disappointed with the overall fight? Yeah, I wasn't. I, I don't call that entertaining. It was mastery. Floyd's the best. Nobody's cracking the code. But I mean, I, I I'm not jumping on my stool saying. Hey, that was an entertaining fight. Y'all just hate boxing, like I have for other Floyd fights. Yeah, uh, let's switch to the NBA playoffs. What is going on with Blake Griffin? We have three triple doubles in the postseason. He won, even though he won, but the Rockets did collapse some. What What do you think of Blake? The evolution of Blake Griffin's game and the public versus the public perception of Blake Griffin. 
Uh, people are just idiots, man. <laughs> Honestly, I think people are just stupid and dumb. <laughs> basketball. And I really don't know what else to say. Like, I don't understand how you can watch great Blake Griffin last year carry the Clippers and still say this dude has no offensive skill. Like, what? He carried them last year when Chris Paul was out. Like, why do you? What are you watching? And and honestly, it hasn't been this. I told two people two years ago. They're like, Blake is all jump. I'm like, the dude has handles. He's had handles for about three years now. The jump shot's consistently gotten better each year in and year out in the free throw shooting. But he's had handles and better moves for a long time. This isn't a dude, a Paul George situation where this guy averaged six points his rookie year and he went to 12, then went to 20, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People like make acting like he made this overnight jump. Blake's made the normal superstar progression. He made 20 and 10. His rebounds have gone down with DeAndre, but dude averaged 20 and 10 his rookie year. This isn't someone who's just gotten amazing overnight. He steadily progressed, worked on his game, and got better. That's what every superstar does. That's what Kevin Durant's done. That's I mean, Braun is a little bit more like kind of shoot out the gate, but most superstars have a similar progression than him, and you have to figure out how to win. And now they're figuring out how to win. Like, I don't see what people have ever been talking about with him. And when people start comparing him to Kawhi, it just made me sick, man, to my stomach. It really yeah, it was me. frustrating. Very frustrating what? to me. And what's the deal with Kawhi? And I and I people think I'm being a hater, but I saw someone with fifty thousand Twitter followers compare him to Kevin Durant and say it was a legitimate argument. See after and, that thirty two point game. And this is where I, I, I get so mad at, at people's narrow mindedness. They're like, he's a winner. Oh really? He's the winner because the Spurs weren't winning before Kawhi Leonard showed up. He's the winner because he averaged twelve <laughs> points a game and got a finals MVP in one of the most lopsided finals in the history. Of, of the game. That was clearly a team effort. He didn't dominate. It was very lopsided. They had to give it to someone. Kawhi is a very good NBA player. He's on the same level as Jimmy Butler, if you ask me. I don't think there would be any difference if you switched those two roles and you put Kawhi in, the, I mean, you put um, Jimmy Butler in that Spurs system. I think he would have similar, if not the exact same results. What about Draymond Leonard? Am I going too low? To me, I don't see a big difference. Kawhi might be slightly better, but I don't see a huge difference. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Yeah, there, there's a there's a there's a pretty big difference in my opinion just from an offensive standpoint. Draymond can do a little bit of everything, but Kawhi actually is an accomplished score. Like, I mean, it, it, he could average twenty points a game on a team of his own. I don't think Draymond has any chance to do that. That's my only difference. Kawhi doesn't Kawhi didn't show up though and he gets passes, and that's what pisses me off more than anything. You know this. Anybody that gets all the points. 13 for 44 in the last three games. 13 for 44 in the last three games of this series against the Clippers. No one says a peep. Z- Low, uh, Simmons, everybody that hypes him to the moon, all the basketball, internet geeks, nobody says a thing. Yeah, and, no, and every Spurs gets a pass. Every I don't know what it is, but Tony Parker hasn't played defense in 10 years. He gets a pass, but they won't give Lillard one. Is Tony Parker that much better defender than Lillard? No. Does he get hit more because he has Kawhi and Danny Green? Yes. Is he a better defender than Lillard? Slightly. But he gets a pass. Nobody's going to make fun of him. It's, I mean, it's just the, the Spurs get a pass as a whole because they've won sometimes before these dudes have even gotten there. And and they, they get a, a company pass. And I hate more than anything people getting free passes. And Kawhi's just that. He's gotten such a free pass for not showing up. He didn't show up some of those finals games. He didn't show up a lot of games. He is a difference maker. He is an all-star caliber player. But does he belong in a top 10, a top 15, anything close to that? No. Will the Spurs be not nearly as good when it's just him and no Duncan in them? Absolutely. He's not a, he's not a superstar. I don't think he's ever going to be a top five player. I don't even see the potential for that, to be honest with you. He really doesn't have one-on-one 
skill like that. I mean, he gets he gets shots based off the Spurs motion ball movement. He can shoot threes. Someone overcloses out stuff like that. Like you just put him in the ball in isolations or pick and roll. He's not creating for him or anybody else. He's not he's not there yet. Kyrie's better than him to be real. What happened to the what happened to the Rockets last night? Did it was Harden just we saw old Harden no defense playing Harden came back. Was he mad because he didn't get the MVP? That was just a colossal no show by the Rockets last night. Man, I I hate this term, but them boys are a bunch of losers, man. They got a bunch of losers. <laughs> I hate when people call them losers. I'm like, they're in the NBA, man. They ain't no losers. Like, you can't be that good and be a loser. They're a bunch of losers, man. Like, uh, that whole squad, Josh Smith, Dwight, Harden. Like, only people are hard are Corey Brewer and Jason Terry, and they're not good. <laughs> so there's a little connection. Um, Harden, I, I don't think Harden played that bad. I mean, the Clippers give him problems. They trap every pick and roll. Like, the Clippers consistently have held everyone kind of under their average and make them get assists like they did it to Steph a lot. Um, even though he had highlights, like his scoring went down against the Clippers. Like, if you run high pick and rolls, they're just going to trap you and make you get the ball out your hands. So he had 11 assists. Um, he didn't have a ton of shot attempts. So, uh, honestly, it was their defense, really. I mean. Yeah, he's, he really reverted back with the defense. That one play with Barnes, he let Barnes go from the top of the key right by him. He's still standing at top of the key for a layup. I'm like, okay. It was a whole team defensive effort, but it was kind of. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't just Harden, but which is, I just they just let their guard down, I guess, because Chris Paul wasn't playing. But it's the playoffs. I even heard Chauncey Billups this morning. They were like, "You ever had a time where you just thought you were gonna win, and uh, and you just kind of y'all just kind of mailed it in?" He said, "Not in the playoffs. <laughs> you yeah. might do that in the regular season." Like, what? What's happening? Yeah, I just just a lot of guys. I don't want to question their heart, but just. I question the focus. You kind of have to question your heart. But they didn't turn it on. They, they were close to halftime. What, how can you not get yeah. focused? You got to question your heart. They got hit in the mouth a little bit. They're a better team. It's halftime. Turn it on. I mean, granted, it is hard in his first time out of the first round, but still, come on. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, we have, we talked about Leonard. We talked about uh, how much trouble are the Bulls in? I mean, the Bulls. How much trouble are the Cavs in against the Bulls? Ah. Uh, Honestly, man, I, I don't know. I can't get a, I can't get a feel on that yet. Um, I think I'm I might be underestimating the Bulls a little bit just because of my kind of personal whatever towards Derrick Rose. If he's going to play like this, and I don't think you can count on him to, but he don't really need to play like that, but for three or four games. And if he does, if he matches Kyrie, what he kind of did last night, eh? The, I mean, the Cavs are in some trouble. They need J.R. Smith a lot. I mean, they need somebody else. I mean. They were playing Mike Miller. Well, they need Kevin Love a lot, too. They shouldn't both be playing Mike Miller and James Jones. I saw, I lied to you not, I saw a lineup last night with uh, Sean Marion, James Jones, um, Tristan Thompson, Bella Vidova, and Braun. And this is the playoff. <laughs> Good luck yeah, with yeah. Good luck with that. So, I mean, they're kind of. There's a thing about LeBron. As much as we appreciate Bron and we try to defend him against the haters, there's something to what they are saying. Like last night, he was just pat. They're just I don't know if it's he has to feel things out sometimes in a series. But like last night, why not take over? You know, love's not there, but he still was driving in, looking to pass out to guys that aren't there anymore because. Braun, I mean, because uh, Love and J.R. Smith, but there's just, and he did it against the uh, Spurs. It's like he's figuring it out, and next game he'll play better, but there's something 
that he doesn't have, or there's a different approach that he has to, than what we've seen legislative past have. I agree with you. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think he. I think part of it is that. Part of it is he, and I think part of it is just Mattel. Like he's not naturally a selfish person. I honestly believe that. Like in my heart of hearts, like I don't necessarily believe he trusts his teammate, but I think he like legitimately believes in the right basketball play. The lane is clogged. The right basketball play is to throw it to Mike Miller and James Jones. As much as we're hating, like how many people get criticized for 19, 15, and nine games? You know, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, and, and so it's like it's a catch twenty two. Like, yeah, I'd like to see him score thirty every game because you know he's going to come out and do it tomorrow. You know he's going to have thirty, and I'd like to see him like why not take that over in game one? But I mean, I think he believes that hey, I got to get these guys involved at some point in this series to win this series. I'm not going to win this series by myself, and I need to get them involved. I might as well try in game one at home as opposed to waiting game three to try to do it on the road. Like honestly, he he's that smart, that smart intelligence, and he thinks like that. That's what I think. So, but yeah, I mean, at some point, like Charles says, I'm gonna try in the first and second quarter. But at some point, if y'all ain't coming along, I'm gonna bring y'all, and I ain't see him try to bring them at some, at any point until the fourth. Yeah, exactly. Like it lasts the whole game, like Jordan or Barkley or even Isaiah. Like that will last a half, a quarter. But for him, it lasts the whole game. And I swear, sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not a brown hater, but sometimes he looks like the talented kid at school that wants to do just enough to get by. Like he doesn't want to do the extra. Like he wants to win, but he wants to win with the least amount of stress possible. And I hate to say that. Because in the end, you still if you win four games, you win four games. But there have been so many games where he was just passive in the playoffs. I mean, he do be in chill mode sometimes, and it's really like it's, it's that's what I'm saying. And his defense, even, and it's like I came here for y'all to help me. Y'all help me now. I guess I got to do this, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, he was chilling the first half, man. He he didn't have playoff intensity. And honestly, though. They lose. I mean, Braun historically has lost a lot of first games. That's why I can't panic. This is true. This is true. They lost to the Bulls before. We forgot with the Heat. They used to keep losing to the Bulls. They lost to the Pacers. They be losing to the Bulls. They lost. They lose second and third round. Like they lose a lot of first games all the time. That's why I'm not gonna panic because it's Braun. Braun. I, I don't know why it is, but he loses first games a lot, man. And then it's then it's curtains. So. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Bulls more than anything. Like I'm sold that Cleveland. I don't think they're winning a championship. I don't think they beat the Clippers or the Warriors. But I'm not sold on the Bulls. I think. Have we? Uh, well, the war. Well, let's do the Wizards real quick, and we'll get to the Warriors. Have we misjudged the the, the Wizards? Are they legit? Like, can they can they beat Atlanta? Well, they won't yeah, tonight because Wall's not playing. Yeah, they, they can beat Atlanta, man. I mean, I. I, I've I've been kind of pretty consistent on the. I always thought they were like the fourth best team, and they had an outside shot to make the conference finals. They'd win one game. They'd be a little improved over last year. I mean, I think Paul Pierce has helped. I think John Wall got playoff experience. He's getting better, and he's really, really effing good. I think I hate to say this because I don't. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because he's a good dude, but I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. To be honest, he does everything for that squad. He really, really does. He's not a he's great scorer, but he does everything, man. He really does. They have no. He's offense. definitely underrated nationally. He's underrated nationally, but he ain't underrated no, no. locally. Good God. No, no, no. The Wizards, 
I mean, they think he's God. They they legit think like I've heard people tell me he's better than like Westbrook and even Curry before the season and things like that. And I'm just like, you don't. Think. <laughs> but but I mean, like, yeah. but yeah, he's but, very like, good. If he could be the second fiddle, he would be getting the same hype Kyrie is right now. If he had, if he could like be the second guy and just create for people, like and do what he does best, and not have to worry about others. I mean, he would be getting a lot of press if he could just be like on a team like that. But um. Yeah, I mean, I think they could be the last. You start the team. If, if you start the team, Kyrie or Wall? Wall, no question. Yeah, I would take Wall first, too. I mean, he's a better player. He's shown that he can get his team to the playoffs. Pretty much. I mean, Bill helps, but he's never helped. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a building block, for real. He, he just has more. Kyrie's more spectacular. Maybe marketing purpose, Kyrie. But Wall, like, he he has one flaw in his game. And I'll take one flaw in some of his game over multiple. Because you can, he's a better leader too. I think because you can get buy-in when you play hard, you play defense, you're diving for loose balls and stuff. And leadership, I don't think you're getting that buy-in from just ISO ball ooing on the crowd stepping through. It's really hard to get that buy-in from everybody else. The Warriors, they, obviously, they're playing kind of a neutered uh, Grizzly squad without Kindly. You, is there anything that can stop them from just rolling to a championship? Yep, a healthy Clippers team. And I've said this from the jump. I've said the Clippers have the best shot to beat the Warriors. Um, they're just a good matchup for the Warriors, man. They really, really are. Like, they match up well with them. They, they, Like I said, they get the ball out of Steph's hands. I'm not sure why people don't follow this blueprint. But they trap Steph hard, and they make everyone else beat you. And I'm not sure everyone else is beating people for seven games. I mean, they're not going to let Steph Curry beat them. Maybe he goes off one or two games, but they were literally just trapping the entire time, um, and that's a really, really tough for a Wizards team. I mean, for the for the Warriors. So, I mean, I would still favor the Warriors just because they're awesome at home. But the Clippers ain't no punks, man. They they have a legitimate, legitimate shot to beat the Warriors, in my opinion. Um, and I I've, I've kind of said that since um, since Blake came back and they hit their run. Like the Clippers are really, really up and good. They're just not deep. Uh, but in the playoffs, I think it means a little less, to be honest with you. Yeah, and they're just they 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 as fragile as they can be from game to game. Like Chris Paul, between Blake and Chris Paul, you got two studs. They seem like they're on a mission just not to lose this year, and that that's hard to beat. Where it was with. Uh, Golden State, you got Curry that can take over game. I don't see Thompson taking over games against the Clippers in the in the conference finals. But with the Spurs, I mean not the Spurs, but with the Clippers, you have Curry. I mean you have Curry. I can't even talk. You have Blake and you have Chris Paul, both that can just play phenomenal basketball in big moments. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of times the team with the best two players win a series. A lot of the time. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's really hard to to overlook Golden State and everything they've done. Uh, they're making teams that aren't bad look just bad in the playoffs. Their defense like they're still, is so underrated. People on that. The defense is just ridiculous. They can switch everything. Like, how do you get a good shot? <laughs> like, yeah, they, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how you get you a good shot. You just have to have guys that can't be guarded, basically. Like, you gotta have, you got to be a guy that's a mismatch for everybody, basically. Because the, the way the, they can switch it really is crazy. Yeah, and I think the Clippers have two, and when and when Crawford's hot, three of those players. So, yep, exactly. And then you have Barnes who's been playing very well. Glenn Davis even gives minutes off the bench. Austin Rivers, my God, what on earth? Who is this guy? 
and, and as much as JJ gets underlooked, people game plan for JJ Riddick. Don't think differently. People game plan for JJ Riddick. And when you have certain rules, like not to the certain same extent as Cal Corver, but people have JJ rules. Don't rotate off of him. Shooter, don't rotate. Like that just creates so much more space. Like JJ Riddick's a very underrated aspect to that offense too. They try to get him going early. Purposely, really, really smart, and I'm not sure if it's Doc or anybody else. But JJ was like top five in first quarter scoring, and the reason the Clippers do this and they run them off single doubles over and over and over again is to put fear in the defense heart in the first quarter, so they stop rotating off of him. Remember it's JJ Riddick, then they have open lanes for Blake and Chris Paul later. It's really, really smart. Like he was really, he's top five in first quarter scoring this year. Like, they know what they're doing on offense, man. They're underrated ball club for real. The only thing I, I don't want to see, I've grown not to like Doc. It's just so much. I mean, everybody on the team whines, but Doc is the worst. He's the coach. You're a grown man, man. You don't need to whine after every call. And then for him to say that he doesn't do it often after that Spurs game, like, I'm just so tired of Doc's ad. I might start calling him Glenn. I mean, I can't even give him Doc anymore. <laughs> and while we're, on, while we're on the subject of passes, why does Doc get this huge pass? My man's had that big three, he only got one ring out of him, and now he's had CP3 and Blake, probably the second best one-two combo in basketball, if not third. I mean, Westbrook and KD, maybe. I don't know who else I'd really put over them. Not Bron and Kyrie. I wouldn't put Bron and Kyrie over CP3 and, and Blake, like, it's just as far as a twosome talent. I don't think so. I mean, but, or even Bron and Wade last year? No, I wouldn't say that. So he's had, like, the best twosome, like, in basketball, or Top and DeAndre. Yeah, and you count DeAndre. Like, my man's had talent. He's getting bounced in the second round. Like, why does he get the pass? Why does CP3 get all the Doc's getting a pass on this. Well, I think last year he got the, he got the leadership uh, 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 mantle of racial reconciliator because of the uh, the thing with Sterling. And, and then the media really likes him. The only person in the media that doesn't like him is Bill Simmons. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else loves Doc in the media. You can hear I mean, it in their voices, man. He is good with the media, but I mean, I don't, I don't give. Him, I, mean, I don't understand why you give people passes if they're not producing. Like it's just strange to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. This year, maybe the knock would have started coming, but a lot of times too, when you get that one ring, people give you a pass for a while too. You won, and you've been in the finals again with a game seven. So the Celtic years give him a lot, I think. Of credibility. Well, I mean, it's and pretty a lot hard. of that was Tibbs, so maybe more credibility. A lot of that was Tibbs, and a lot of it was having the, the first big three. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, very talented team, correct? That's where it originated from. That's what I I didn't hear the big three before them. <laughs> like people forget that those are superstars yeah. in the prime. Three Hall of Famers and Rondo in his prime. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Four All Stars. First time so, I heard yeah, it. Definitely a lot. But we shall see. If he wins, he'll be he'll be lionized as the greatest coach of all time if they win. That's the only downside. But I'm rooting for the Clippers because I like Blake. I like CP3 despite his whining and crying and all that good stuff. Anything else we missed on the playoffs or anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um, I mean, we can rehash it a little bit. I don't know if we ever talked to it on on podcast. We can talk about MVP and and how you feel about it. I'm not sure if we've talked about it. Maybe a dead uh, horse. Yeah, I, we, 
Yeah, it's kind of a small thing. But I will say, after last night, I'm not as passionate about James. No, I don't even want to get into it because James Harden disappointed me so much last night. <laughs> like, you don't even have an argument. It's, and it's too, it's like the MVP debate got hot, and then, like, they started giving out the awards, and then nobody started talking about it anymore. It was just a weird kind of way they did it. I will the, say, when people started talking about it, it was weird. Yeah, I will say I was very surprised by how much of the game I just That's the problem. Because the media loves Steph Curry. The me- the basketball media is starting to scare me because they get on these kicks about who they like and who they don't based on either on-court behavior or the tactics. People don't like Harden because he flops and he draws the fouls and he didn't play defense at all. Like, what's that got to do with – it doesn't matter if he is drawing fouls or not. They count, you know. It, it counts. Mm-hmm. It's an impact on the game. Style yeah. points shouldn't matter. And I've done my caping for Harden because um, I thought he got an unfair rap for like some of the stuff. Um, not the playoffs performance. He sucks in the playoffs. But just some of the stuff I, I thought people were using old narratives, and I tried to cape for him a little bit. But I got a serious question. And you know I'm, I'm anti-media, generally speaking, with the hype jobs. How you not like Steph Curry? Like it's almost impossible. Like that's the only way I think I get it. Man. It's like, what do you say? Like, what do you? What do you like? Like? I know I you don't. You notice that. You notice that when uh, with everybody else in the history of basketball and the history of sports, when somebody hypes them, we both do it. But when somebody hypes them to the moon, we try to tear them down. And I always say, I'm just tearing down the perception. But you start wading into that area of tearing down the person too, or the, the you know the player. But yeah. Steph, I don't even do that. Like it never, it never even gets there. Really I'm just trying to keep it straight with the facts. <laughs> I've always liked them since Davidson, and I mean it's just, and I'm not, I'm not even into the like. Man, I don't care what they do in their personal life, man. I don't care if you're a good dude. Like, if you either belong in jail or you don't. Like, if you're a citizen, you're fine. You ain't breaking the law to the point where you need to be in jail. I don't care what you do. That's not going to make me like you better. I like the actually dudes with a little chip on their shoulder, bigger asshole. But it's like, come on, man. Stuff. What you could do? Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, is that what you say? His speech was good and humble and... High pedigree, dude's a dude's scrawny. Like he's not even like he wasn't even gifted to be in the position he is. Yeah, he shouldn't like, be a, there. Yeah, he self-made. He checked check all the boxes from the movies, man. It's really hard to to root against him, and I don't unless he's playing Westbrook. So I'm sure if he starts winning, if, if he wins by back-to-back titles, people will start. <laughs> people find a reason. They find a reason yeah. to hate in America. But so far, he's been immune to it, so I hope it stays there. I mean, he's just a joy to watch play. The yeah, way exactly. he plays and the things he does, it's like nobody's ever, and it's hard for me to say this because it sounds like hype, but Nobody's ever done this before. Not saying he's the greatest, but the way he plays basketball, maybe Pistol Pete. I haven't watched an extensive amount of Pistol Pete games. But from what I've seen, I've never seen anybody play like this, especially off the dribble. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do have one question. And you know I'm new school, yada, yada, yada. But is there really an argument against saying Steph Curry is the best shooter ever? Is, is there like maybe no, because even old dudes will say it. I, I, maybe I mean, he hasn't the only thing... Maybe I hasn't hit enough yeah, the in the playoffs. playoffs. Because Chaun- I mean, I heard Chauncey or somebody say that. Yeah, I mean, Black I, I hit some big shots in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, and even I mean, but I just hear bitter dudes like, "No, it's too early to crown him." Well, if it's too early to crown him, explain to me how he has three of the top five shooting seasons ever from three point most made, and he's been in the league six seasons. <laughs> 
I guess all he could do is give it a longevity thing and say he hasn't, you know, when he breaks the record or something, a longevity thing. But yeah, I would say it, and it's hard to say it. But he's been playing for six years too. That's not a small amount of time. You know, it's well, not like he's three years in and he broke the record two, two years straight. And and he has the he has another one in the top five. <laughs> yeah, so. Whatever I mean, and what he can do off the dribble, nobody else, maybe Pistol Pete, but nobody else we've seen can do it. So it's just like, uh, I mean, even guys in our group like John basically will concede that he's the greatest. I mean, you could say Bird just because of the clutch. I mean, it depends on how – I don't define greatest shooter like I define greatest player. I say literally like when you go on the court, who was the biggest threat to make shots from distance? Yep. You know, I don't care about shots. I would consider that something different. I would say much clutch shooter of all time is how I would describe that. Like, who's the most clutch yeah, shooter? Yeah, yeah, you would say much clutch. Yeah, but yeah, you couldn't. But yeah, I wouldn't. I just say that's, you know, because w- before that, you weren't saying Larry Bird was the greatest shooter over Reggie Miller because Reggie Bird hit bigger shots. Or, maybe hey, I guess that does tie into it a little bit because of Ray Allen and Bird and Miller. They've hit so many big shots. But Bird's got rings, so does that make him the best shooter of all time? Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean... Reggie hit some big playoff shots, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to slander Reggie. Let me be quiet. <laughs> I'm just chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't slander Reggie. No need. No need. No need. All right. I think I'm going to make it too long. I think we. <laughs> All right. He's not a Sounds good commentator. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sounds good, All right, man. man. I'm going to sign off. All right. No problem. Thanks for doing it. Hey, right, if you are still listening, don't forget to check our website, kind of classically bombastic. We, you can support us through the Amazon banner. You click on the Amazon banner, you buy merchandise, and we get the credit. A good way to support IB, and we can continue to make these podcasts and to upgrade them and do more cool things. This has been the RC Report. Have a good one.